in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. Through him all things were made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Yes, Church, it's, uh, I thank you for the privilege of speaking in this series, Jesus Is. And after about the second or third week of our series, I looked and the board was filled. <laughs> Do you know the impact of that? Just after a few weeks, the board was filled and there's hardly any room and unless you're really tall, you, you could squeeze up the top, there's hardly any room. Because even at the end of this very long series, there'll still be more of who Jesus is. But let's focus ourselves today on the fact that Jesus is the Good Shepherd. Open up your Bibles or read with me on the screen. And I'd like to challenge you to pick out a few images that the writer uses to explain who Jesus is. He, like us, couldn't even have a big board <laughs> to fill all the things. But he picks out a few really great images. So let's go. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice, but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because he does not recognise a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Now, let's not be too hard on the Pharisees, although just in the previous chapter, as Pastor Gary explained last week, we can be hard on the Pharisees because they were so caught up in the law that they failed to see the plain meaning of this text. And as I read to you, those who know Jesus, you could see the meaning coming through. But it seems they couldn't. And their eyes were blinded. Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pastures. The thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I, said Jesus, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. 
The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. And Jesus said, but I am not like that. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down to my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take it up again. This command I received from the Father. There's so much in this passage. Is he the gate? Is he the door? Is, who is he? So today, we're just going to focus on Jesus as the good shepherd. Now, why not start a sermon with a game? You know, you're all looking very serious there, so I thought, why not? <laughs> why not let's play a little game? And this game's called Instant Recall. Okay, you ready? You ready? Right, I'm going to say a word and you're going to yell out what you instantly recall. Okay? You're ready. All right, the word. First word. Tall. Mm. Slow. Oh. Fat. Now, we'll, <laughs> we'll just get a little bit more tricky. Because what I heard pretty much unanimously was a one-word answer. Pretty much. There's a few smart, you know, but pretty much a one-word answer for that instant recall. But let's try something a little bit deeper, a little bit more three-dimensional. Ready to call out? The strand. Ah. All right, let's try it again. School. You see, that, that was a little bit more three-dimensional. All answers were right, all answers were correct, but they were fuller and we saw more about that one word than those previous first three words. Folks, what I, you know, I want to play a game because it's fun. We like having fun together. But, you know, the Pharisees also had instant recall. When Jesus said the word good shepherd, or well actually when he said the word shepherd, they had a recall and the recall was pretty unanimous because they'd all had learnt by heart, they were all schooled in what they should recall and these are the things that they recalled when he said that. They recalled Jacob blessing Joseph. Oh, what a wonderful moment that was to recall for them. They sang about it too. and They said, the God before whom my father Abraham and Isaac walked faithfully, the God who has been my shepherd all my life to this day. And they remembered that story and they sang about it in Psalm 80. They sang together, hear us, shepherd, O Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock, and they sang about it in Psalm 23. You are my shepherd. I shall not want. 
And of course, they remembered the stern words of the major prophet Isaiah. And they remembered what he prophesied over them. And it says, the sovereign Lord tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. Oh my goodness, they remembered it. And here is a person in their midst saying, I am that shepherd. Instant recall, right? It's a wonderful valuable thing. But they also remembered Jeremiah and how he spoke very strongly of sheep that would not follow the shepherd. And he also spoke these words, hear the word of the Lord, you nations, proclaim it in the distant coastlands. He has scattered Israel, will gather them and watch over his flock like a shepherd. And they remembered that they too and their forefathers had been scattered by the very shepherd that gathered them. So this instant recall had a lot of levels for the hearer, didn't it? It wasn't like those first three words that were instant recalls. It was sort of like those second two words that were deep and profound recalls. Today, this passage is complex. As I've said before, it's very complex. And we're just going to look at four basic teachings of the Good Shepherd. Teachings to the people who followed him and listened to him and who that shepherd had gathered. And also teachings for the people who rejected him. So they too would be clear that the shepherd was now here on earth with them, not afar off. And the four main points I saw in this passage, and as I said, there were many, are these. Some sheep belong to the shepherd and some don't. That's a pretty clear teaching in that passage. Secondly, Jesus is the shepherd who protects the sheep from the thief. That was a pretty central teaching as well. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep and the sheep hear his voice. That's two concepts because they rely on each other. Because the good shepherd lays down his life, the sheep hear his voice. So I put them together. They they go together, don't they? They just go together. And finally, the good shepherd has other sheep. So let's unpack that. If you have your Bible open, that's great so you can follow it along. I'd like you to open the Bible when you leave here, around the dinner table when you walk around the river, when you sit in your big lazy chair this afternoon, and read John 10, 1 to 18, and you will see that it's packed with teaching from the Good Shepherd. So let's look at the first one. Some sheep belong to the shepherd and some do not. And if you look at the first five verses, you'll see there's some very key elements to who belongs to the shepherd. Firstly, it's the one that enters through the gate. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. Do you see what Jesus is saying? There is one way 
to enter the sheep pen, not a variety of ways. And I believe that today, that teaching, that truth of the Good Shepherd is harder and more powerful than it was in those days. It is so hard to say there is one gate. And yet the Good Shepherd says it. He also says this, the one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. And so the second thing we know about those who belong to him is that they listen to his voice. That's the characteristic of the sheep. They listen to his voice. And thirdly, the third thing that he says is that they obey him, (laughs) that they actually obey the shepherd. That is who the shepherd is, and that is who the sheep. So there's no mistaking. You know, for example, if you had a sheep pen, and you've got the sheep pen, and a llama walked in, you know, you would know one of these things is not like the other. One of these things just doesn't belong. And it would be the llama, because the llama does not have the characteristics of the sheep, because the sheep have entered through the gate. They know his voice and they obey him. That is the sheep. I think the other challenge that carries on from that is that Jesus knows the sheep just as the sheep know him. So here we have a knowing relationship, Jesus, the good shepherd, and the sheep knowing each other. It is not an equal knowing relationship. And you say, oh, oh, why not? Why not? Because God chose you before the beginning of the world. That's how he knew you. Because God chose you and he predestined you for good works before you even knew who you were. That is not an equal knowing relationship. And because God first loved you, because God first entered the relationship with you, you can now love him. You see, it is a beautiful relationship. It is not an equal relationship. And I am so glad, I'm so glad that it's not an equal relationship. (laughs) And the sheep know his voice. And the sheep obey him. So then it goes on, and I'm so glad here the shepherd gives a warning, a big warning, and he gives a warning a few times. You know, remember those who tried to come over the fence? That was a bit of a warning. What about the ones that tr- the one that tried to lead the sheep astray, but they wouldn't follow because they couldn't they couldn't understand his voice? That was a, that was another bit of a warning. But there's a very clear warning here. The thief comes, he says, to kill and to steal and to destroy. And the shepherd here at this point doesn't tell us what the thief looks like. He doesn't. I'm so glad that he doesn't because in 2021, I can guarantee that you, the thief, will look different. 
but I can guarantee the thief will have these qualities. The thief will have the quality that he will come to kill and steal and destroy. And if you see an activity like that, you know that it's not of the good shepherd. It is of the evil one. It is not. And it's a terrific warning. And the shepherd protects us. Folks, I want you to be clear about this point. Who is the hero of this little teaching? Of this, it's like a parable. It's not an exact parable. It's sort of like um, word pictures. Who is the hero of it? The shepherd is the hero. Although the shepherd reminds us of the thief, and the thief is pretty scary. I mean, if we did an anime of this, you know, it'd be pretty scary. But the hero of the story is the shepherd. And he warns us what the thief looks like. He doesn't leave us in the dark. That is Jesus. That is Jesus. Because he who knew no sin actually became sin for us, that we might be the righteousness of God in Christ. That's what the good shepherd did. That's how Paul described what the good shepherd did, which leads us into our next main point, because he says it four times. You know, if you're a teacher, oh, well, let's say if you're a mum as well, (laughs) how many times do you have to say it? Like, really? You know, and, and the older they get and the sort of bigger they get, it's even more times you have to say it. And Jesus says four times and he intimates another four times, another two times that he lays down his life for his sheep. That that's the role of the shepherd. Even though the shepherd is above the sheep, that's clear, that's obvious. He's the control, he's the hero of the story. He's the controller. He lays down his life for the sheep. What a wonderful key concept. Thank you, Jesus, that you say it again and again, four times in this passage. And then all through the scripture, as generations of people come to know God and learn that, in fact, the good shepherd laid down his life. I want you to think of something else now and it's it's important when we think about sheep like you're probably now thinking like you know I'm the sheep like sort of thing and you know Jesus good shepherd that's probably what you're thinking Uh, I told one of my friends today come dressed as a sheep (laughs) you know it's a theme sermon today Um, but they haven't so I don't know what went wrong there but anyway you're probably thinking a sheep. But I could also say all the sheep in Australia, I still use the same word, but what's the picture? What is the picture? It's many sheep. It's many sheep, isn't it? And then there's sheep. This is my sheep. How good is that? How good that these these truths that we've seen in this teaching apply to me and and they apply to all people through all generations, that some belong to him and some don't, That, that people know his voice and they follow him, that people can see the evil one 
and conquer it by him giving life, that, that he lays his life down. Yes, for us, but for all of us. And I love that fact. But he lays his life down so we may hear him. Remember what the sheep does? He hears his voice and he obeys him. Ah, hearing the voice of the Lord. You know, I'm so glad that our church is brave. So the other week at the women's ministry, thank you, women's ministry, they delved into this concept How do you hear the voice of God? Because it clearly says in scripture that that's a characteristic of the sheep. They hear the voice. I mean, it says other places in scripture, many other places about hearing the voice of God. And I I, I thank you, women's ministry, that you're brave enough to, to go there. But how do we hear the voice? And I guess the end result is, is in many ways. Do you think God would just leave it up to one way? I mean, that's crazy. You know, like, really? The only one way here is those who enter through the gate, which is the Lord Jesus. That's the only salvation. But after that, there's many ways that he reaches us, folks. There's many, many ways. You have to. You have some dumb sheep, some good sheep. Anyway, uh, some black sheep. I mean, there's many ways that he has to reach us. And we hear his voice. We hear, how do we hear it? We read the Bible. Read the Bible every day. There is a million apps that will help you if you can't do it. Pray to the Lord and he'll speak to you. How how does he speak? I didn't hear it. Hey, what did you say? But you hear it in your spirit because you walk in step with the spirit. You know. You know this is right. This is God. I hear it. Now, you hear it through preaching. You hear it through being together. You hear it because you choose to be with other sheep. How often do we hear God's voice through each other? How often? As we form relationships with each other and we we share things, we, we hear God's voice. So often at home group, I've thought, wow, I hadn't I hadn't thought about that. People that are going through the same sort of life stage as me, <laughs> so they're sharing a few secrets. And I think, wow, I I, I learned that today. You see how God speaks to us in so many ways. And the characteristic of the sheep, they hear his voice and they know his voice. And finally, something I think was so powerful in this teaching, so powerful, is that the shepherd has other sheep. Now, you were feeling comfy in the pen, weren't you? With all your sheep, some a bit black, some a bit not so good. But you were comfy in the sheep, in the pen. And then suddenly the shepherd says, something that's not unusual for the Israeli people as well. He says, I have sheep that are not of this pen. That's what he said. I have sheep that are not of this pen. Church, Northreach. The Lord Jesus, the good shepherd, actually has sheep that's not of this pen. And you say, I know, yeah, there's so many, you know, there's 60 churches in Townsville. (laughs) Folks, the shepherd has sheep that still needs to come through the gate. Because remember, he knew them 
before the beginning of time. Remember that? I'm so glad that he puts, it, puts this truth in the teaching about this good shepherd because if you're like me, you'd start to get a little bit warm and fuzzy. And you'd think, wow, that's so cool. You know, I hear his voice and I know when the thief's coming, I know what he's like and I'm just going to be in relationship. And he says, no, don't forget, be on the move because there's sheep that belong to this pen, but they're not here yet. And that's us. That's us being on the move. And that's a mission right there. That's a mission for us, Northreach, right there. And so finally, just as I finish up, I, I just wonder now if I did that recall game again. Can we play it again? Can we play it again? You know, if I did that recall game again, what would you recall when I said, Jesus is the good shepherd? You'd have certain things that you'd recall after this sermon. You might say, He's good. He's not just the shepherd. He's the good shepherd. What does that mean? Oh my goodness, that means so much more than just being a, a shepherd. I remember in my early teaching days, a person said to me, Mary, anyone can be a teacher, but who can? only few can be a good teacher. Always remember that. I don't know if I've ever achieved it, but anyway, it was a good saying to remember now for this very time because Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. That's who is essentially good. And he lays down his life for the sheep. Wow. That's the only way. He rescues us from the thief. Notice he doesn't just do the warning sign. Do, 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 warning, warning. No. He doesn't just do a warning sign by telling us the characteristic, but he rescues us and he gives us life and life to the full. Go home and read that passage. That's what he does. He doesn't just rescue. He gives you life and life to the full. And if you've been rescued today, be assured that God is working on you to give you life and life for the full. Will you take it? Both hands. And also... He speaks to us and we know his voice. He speaks to us. What have you learned about God this week? What have you learned about the shepherd in this week? He speaks to us and we know his voice. And finally, finally Northreach, I hope when I say the good shepherd, you'll say, ah, there's other sheep. There's other sheep. I'm never going to forget it. I'm never going to get so comfy in my pen that I forget. And there was one time, there was one time that you were one of those other sheep and someone remembered that the good shepherd comes to seek and to save the lost. Let's pray. Lord, there is so much that we can't even put a full board on this wall. We can't, we, it'd be too much to fill up of who Jesus is. But today you gave us a glimpse. We hold on to it. We love you for that, the good shepherd. We hear your voice. And we thank you for that truth, Lord. Lead us, lead us like sheep in that truth, even throughout this week. And we thank you.
that you are a good shepherd. Amen.